Yeah, buddy. Slovakian guys for the first time in, I think, 30 years. Um, you've aged well, guys. I'm proud of you. Oil of Olay or whatever you've done. It looks really, really good. Um, I am 100% exhausted. I know you're not supposed to get jet lag when you don't, like, cross time zones. But when you fly back in a plane that is smaller than my Silverado, uh, yeah, it's it's – it's something. I'm beat up. I'm a little beat up, but I'm here because you asked me to be here. I just walked through the door maybe 26 minutes ago, and I'm here. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, yeah, for some people who may not know why you are flying and why you are not here at the Iron's Edge, where we are, by the way, for the Gazala Media Fantasy Football Draft for college football kickoff on a Thursday night. Come join us here. Iron's Edge, Boston Spa. Check us out on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, we appreciate you. Come join us tonight to watch all the college football action. I have a lot of questions for you, Levesque, about what's going on. I think a lot of Empire fans have a lot of questions of what's going on. But before we get to all those questions, the NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. And new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL game to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 518 to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 518 only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We got DraftKings back, Levac. Awesome yeah. at DraftKings back as our partner. Promo code 518. Do you know they don't have DraftKings in Florida or Georgia? Do you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know Sucks. that. The Seminoles are to blame. Sucks. We gotta like we gotta drag them out of the Stone Age. Those two states, especially Georgia. Apparently, I'll be spending a little bit of time there. Uh, yeah, no, it sucked, man. Because I'm like, I was ready to wet. I was gonna bet on Week Zero. I was, I was in. I, you know, there was a couple teams of that I've actually heard of there. I was excited for it. Nah, no good. Can't do it. So. Happy to be home, especially because I can wager. And uh, well, home for now. We'll see. We'll see how long I'm here. There's a lot of there's a lot of details being negotiated still as we speak. All right, let's start at phase one here. You just basically said it. There's news out there. It has hit the press releases. It has hit the social media, the news outlets that the at the Jeff Levac you have been named the owner of the Columbus Lions. I think and we might owner. have the cl- and owner and owner. Okay, so let, let's clarify this. Let's go back. How did this happen? How much can you share with us? What is going on involving this announcement that you are now part of the Columbus Lions franchise? Um, all right. So as as people who follow the National Arena League know, um, Jason Gibson, head coach, part owner, general manager, chief bottle washer, dude, like, did it all. Uh, he decided to go to the Lions' number one rival, the, the Sharks, and become their head coach. Left a bit of a void. There was some concern there on how they were going to move forward. Uh, the ownership group that I am a part of, which consists of members of the Albany Empire and Orlando Predators ownership group, decided to step in and kind of help. 
and and you know try to see where we could where we could fill some voids and how we could take this Lions organization and elevate it to that next level. Uh, during the conversations, there was uh, there was interest in me spending a lot of time in Columbus, and it wasn't just from the people in Albany, which was interesting. Um, so so now that's that's kind of what we're doing. So we're in, we're helping, and um, you know, at this moment in time, yes, I am. I am the, uh, I'm, I'm the, I'm the, how do they put it on the news down there? I'm the spearhead of the ownership group that has taken over a majority interest in the Columbus Lions. Yes, that, that's the term that's being used. Spearheading is what you're being called in right. these outlets. Okay. Right. Uh, Much like when this... they named me president, everybody went, who wants to run it? I, I was last one to do this. No, uh, no, it's exciting because <laughs> like I, I've always, I've always had ownership power, but not ownership. Like I've always, you know, Mike Quarta and uh, of the Albany Empire has always treated me as an equal, which is amazing and, and very cool of him. Uh, but now he has made me an equal in, in in because he is he is part of this group, you know, behind the scenes. He's his whole focus is going to be Albany. He is going to be Albany, 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 Albany Empire. Um, but he is he's empowered me to kind of step in and, and be Columbus, 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 Columbus. I'm still going to help Albany. I still have my daughter, my family, my friends up here. So I'm going to be like splitting time between the two locales. At least, at least that's where we're at. We don't have the full schedule. Like right now it's like, this is a great plan. And now I'm going, okay, where am I? When am I? And everybody goes, make that plan. So that's, that's what we're working on right now. But the goal is just to like Columbus is a great organization. And, and it's just the goal is to make sure it stays that. And the ownership that's already there that we're, we're stepping in and, and taking over a majority share of, uh, they're just good dudes. They're good people, and, and they're excited about the help. I hope this comparison makes sense for some people, and it's not like um, it's triggering things for Albany fans because of the AFL. But I'm going back to that just because some Albany Empire fans from the first version of it might remember how that's sort of how the AFL had worked where – it was John Adams and George Manius where there was different owner and Ron Jaworski was involved where there were different ownership groups that also had a hand in other teams for the benefit of the league, that the league would be better if people who understood the setup and roster building and money and rules, like that was a benefit for the league. Is it an easy comparison to that? Or am I doing apples and oranges here because of the region? You know it's, what I'm talking about? It's here? apples. Okay. It's apples and oranges. It, well, okay. what they did because they were, they took it all on themselves with some minority investors involved. Um, what we've done is we've got a group, right? So of that group, you know, we're helping each other, but we're working against each other. Like um, everything, everything that used to be mine in the Albany Empire office has been removed. Um, oh, they they kicked you out. Matt Woods was that fast, huh? Like Dwight yeah, Schrute in well, the office, uh, yeah, pretty Could've much. Until Michael and, got out the door, huh? Well, and it's like there's a transition too. So like I'm gonna I'm still gonna help Matt Woods, who is very deserving of being named president of the Albany Empire. I'm gonna help him get set up. Um, but like Mike Corda is the the tip of the spear for the Albany Empire. Nate Starling Jr. is the tip of the spear for the Orlando Predators. Myself, now a very small part of this group, but now I'm going to be the tip of the spear for the the Columbus Lions. And I don't I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this part, but Ron Tradico is going to be my guy who helps me learn everything. Like the way that I'm going to help Matt Woods transition into presidency, Ron Tradico, who's the guy who who was a key figure in bringing the Empire back to the Capital Region with Mike Corda and Nate Starling, 
He's got my back. He's right down. He's going to be down in Columbus with me a lot too, whether he likes it or not. So it's it's a group. Like it's a, it, it's it, what you do is, you, you know, you still have that separated plate. Like those guys actually worked with they they owned all the teams like themselves. Like this group, we're trying to kill each other when it comes to Saturdays. You know, so <laughs> yeah. So like you know Monday Monday you know sun, Sunday through Friday. We will work together. We'll make sure that everybody is is got what they need. Saturday, I want to kick the crap out of the Predators. I don't say Albany anymore when I'm in when I'm in Georgia. The Empire is that team up north. As much as I love the Empire and what we've been, I've got to, you know, they're that team up north. So, you know, when I'm here helping out, it's still like, yeah, I want the Empire to win. What I would love to have happen is the one, two, three seeds be Lions, Empire, Predators, and then fight it out for the championship. And then whoever else wants to get their ass kicked can have the fourth seat. You hinted at this earlier, so we got to go back to it a little bit because it's the most frequent question I've been asked. And I'm sure your phone's been lighting up on social media and everything else of uh, your future in the Capital Region. I know you said it earlier, but just in case some people might have missed it or missed the reference. And again, I think we have to remind people we're taping this on September 1st, 2022. We're live <laughs> from the Iron's Edge in Boston Spa. Come join us, play some great golf, college football. A reminder. Things can change, but what is yeah, that status of fair. your physical presence in the capital region? My goal is to split time. You know, um, as you know, my daughter lives here. You know, you, you're here, which isn't the best selling point. Um, <laughs> you know, this is my life. And and I do, like, I am going to still, you know, in a way, try to help the empire because I'm, I helped build it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like the, this, this second iteration of the empire, I've, I've had a lot to do with it. And I, I don't want, I don't want to just go voila. I do want to beat, I want the lions to beat the empire now because that's where I'm at. Um, but no, I, I, I don't have an exact time. Like I can't be like, okay, so I got home today and then I'm going back this day uh, and then I'm going to come back this day and I'll be back this day. There's, I will most likely be here for a week and then back down there for a week because ownership meetings are coming up and stuff like that. But realistically, I'm, I'm not selling my house. Um, not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still adopting the second cat, picking that up tomorrow. You know, trust is very pissed at me that I was gone for almost two weeks. So we'll, we'll see. It's going to be, it's, it's, it, right now it's still in the, the final design phase, but my goal is to, be down there when I need to be down there, run the team from up here as much as I can. And, uh, you know, cause I still need to lean on Mike Corda. I still need to do stuff for tech East fire and water restoration. Um, I still, you know, we, we have to do this. I have, there's a chance I'll still do a coach's show with coach Manas because we had so much fun doing that. And it'll be just, he'll just be a little more argumentative with me than normal. <laughs> he, he was maybe my favorite. Congratulations. Uh, Hey, congrats. <laughs> Looking forward to kicking the shit out of you twice a year. It was something that was, it was, that was very, it was a tear. I saw a tear, you know, when he wrote it. Somebody who's older, and I'm talking like maybe past their mid-40s, 50s, 60s, who might enjoy this podcast or this show or heard about all the things you just laid out in front of you. I'm not just saying this because I would like you around the capital region more. Never in the course of human history have you been more able to manage a business, run a sports team, and create content not in front of somebody than right now. Like, look, yeah. from our side, and you, you did a great job of laying out what your responsibilities can be, and they're going to change as you get closer and closer to kickoff in this season. But if you've been following Levesque and Gaz in this new format and Gaz of the media, 
a lot of our live shows were not during the Albany Empire season. When we did have a live show, it was either a weekend on a bye week or an away game, or we pushed it to the fall. Like that was set up from 2021 going into 2022. So from our end, yeah, like when we go live, it might not be while the Columbus Lions are playing. There's a chance that even though we're live now, you might get some more taped shows. And for the podcast audience, there's a huge audience that listens on demand, probably a far bigger audience actually that listens on demand than the live audience. Although we appreciate you watching. Oh my God. I just hit the table. I thought we were going to go off here. Uh, we appreciate you. Less tech things could happen with that. So yeah, look, <laughs> you can do all those things. A, lot. a lot of people are very concerned that you're going to have to upgrade your Wi-Fi if this is going to work. So, <laughs> but. Can you imagine Chad just has me here at the Irons edge. You're just like, guys, well, biggest concern of Lovac going to Columbus is how bad your Wi-Fi is at your house yeah. and anywhere yeah. else. So, uh, we're going to need you at Iron's Edge. Yes, thank you. Brian Katie is here from White Heat. He just signaled the beer. So the, whatever you like, whatever you'd like in your – how about a nice Budweiser bottle? Proud sponsor. Labatt Blue, proud sponsors. Whatever you want. Budweiser, there you go. He doesn't know how to get his own beer? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> anyway, so that that's the scenario. So you're going to be yeah. here in the Capital Region more than people realize. You're not selling – I, mean, I hope. Like, again, again, like you yeah. just said, it's on September 1st, that's the plan. Um, I, I don't, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much, but I'm not, it was, as this started, I, I made it very clear. This is my home. I do like, I'm one of those, one of those people who actually loves upstate New York and this is where I want to be, you know? So, uh, you know, if it's, if I got to be there, obviously probably during the season, I got to be there a little bit more. Um, in the beginning, I'm going to be there. Like I was going through inventory, uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? I don't even know what day it is anymore. Um, and it's just, I have a lot of questions. Like I'd like to know where everything is. I don't, I don't feel hundred percent comfortable. Like I know that like they've run without me for a very long time, but I have a way I like to do things. Um, and I have to get together with everyone and, and make sure that we're all, you know, I obviously it's not all going to be the way I want it because it is its own entity, but uh, the quicker I get it the way I want it and I can just do zoom calls with the cool people down there, then I'll be doing that. But the longer that takes, the more I'll be driving my happy ass in my beautiful Mohawk Chevrolet um, down to uh, down to Georgia. I also hope that some people realize this, too, and this is a really important part about it. Because when change happens, and you know me, Levac, I'm very resistant to any type of change in my life ever at any point. But when change happens like this, it is a compliment to the work you've done and the work that's happening. Like, that's the other great part of 2022 and, like, what's life post-COVID is that if you're doing a great job in something – you can move on to something else that is a promotion, a different task, a different challenge, which is an incredible feat to pull off that Columbus said, hey, we've watched what the Albany Empire have done, won back-to-back championships. And we said, we want to bring people over to our organization. And they reached out to you and made it happen. And you guys reached out. That's a really cool thing. And I hope like people realize, like, wow, Albany is being recognized by other people and saying we want to continue to have that type of stuff. Uh, MF wants to know who's going to be the new hype guy for the Empire. Yo, I, I will tell you this. I was sitting with Mike Corda when the uh, press release came out, and his phone starts going off. And people that like we know, I mean, the body's not even cold yet. Are hey, I would love to do that. Hey, can I be the on-field guy? Hey, can I? No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Well, I, I, like, like, legitimately, like three people. One of which used to be an intern of ours and didn't ask me first about the job went right to mike brian radigan 
And uh, I don't know how that. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel. Back nine, bride. Yeah, going for the jugular Jumped out of right, the gates. Didn't even go. Hey, man, is it cool? Like, can I date your ex? It was just like right in there, just right in there. So I told Mike. I, I told Mike. I, I, I'm. He has to work for the same money I worked for. <laughs> I didn't get paid to do that part. <laughs> Now, I thought media was bad. I thought the television, radio, Pretty newspaper. I thought professional brother. sports and college sports is cold-blooded. All right. Cold-blooded. I guess it's just right as cold-blooded anywhere else. It was like – and then, like, uh, little Benny Nelson, little Benny Wednesday in the office, misspelled my name in one of the things they did. I was like, <laughs> damn, they forgot about me quick, pushing me right out. So I just got, I just got a message here from a guy named Greg who wrote, Levac, are you still going to be in town for AEW? Would love to see you at the MVP Arena. I might be. I got to see the dates again. I'm not sure. There's a couple things coming up. Um, Dr. Fred Dreher was supposed to. I was supposed to go to a Mets game with him. I got to see. It's all like it's it's all 100 up in the air right now. Like my goal was to go back down there on Monday because we have a big Lions press release coming up on Tuesday. Uh, we have a big, big announcement for the for the lines. It might be a double announcement. And I was going to go back down. Then they called me and said, hey, is there any chance you get back down here by Friday so we can start working on some other stuff? To which I said, like, you know, hey, I got a couple things I'm supposed to do. Like, I was planning to get a lot done that weekend. And then, again, we're dr- I'm driving down this time because I'm going to be down there for over a week. And uh, so now I'm trying to figure out how the hell to get there by Friday. So, so like I said, I don't know. I really don't know. My goal is to be go to AEW. My goal is to to be around as much as possible. But you know, as the uh, as as I've now deemed myself the Lion King, you know, I got to be there when they need me. Like the the media asked me what my title was, and I was like, honestly, I got to be. I got to tell you, I was the emperor. So now I'm the Lion King, and the whole room erupted. They didn't put it on the evening news, but here it's been up elsewhere since then. So we'll see if I get it. They, they could they could revolt like the entire Columbus community could go Lion King my ass and then be waiting for me at the border. You know, you never know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'd also like to put on your calendar if available the next two Thursdays, September 8th. We are live from Hooters We're live from Wolf Road. Our pal over there. Right. Shout out to Dan and another Matt Woods Rams Bills kickoff. So we'll be live there on Thursday. And then two weeks from today. We'll be live at Mohawk Honda, proud sponsor of the Mohawk family, Mohawk Honda. I saw our guy Andy Gelcher gave you some love on social media. Shout out to Mohawk Honda. That was, that was a great call. He called you. Andy. Yeah. Well, because Andy and I, I kept trying to get together with him before I left because it, nothing was finalized yet. But you think about like Andy's path, right? So Andy worked his ass off running dealerships, doing everything. He was the general manager, you know, at Mohawk Honda. And then he and Jeff Herodin of Mohawk Honda, you know, now own Mohawk Chevrolet. So kind of like my thought was, if there's anybody who's going to be able to tell me a reason not to go from team president to, you know, a team owner, uh, it was going to be Andy. And uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to him, get a chance to talk to him. And then finally, right after the announcement, he called me and he's like, he's like, I was writing pro. He goes, so I just had to call you. And like you were just going back. He goes, This is insane. He goes, You're gonna love Columbus. I go, no, it's not Columbus, Ohio. Because like he's from like he's from the Cleveland. Ohio, area. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, he goes, I know that. He goes, I don't love Ohio, I love Cleveland. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so no, it was cool. It's it's been really good. Like, like my I've I've got a lot of people who've been extremely supportive uh, of the whole thing. But again, everyone's supportive right now. 
let's see what happens when I when I'm not around when, when they need me because <laughs> I'm down there. Because again, I got it's like the one thing I learned last year more than anything is there's no time. You know, you think that there's well, hey, we don't kick off till April. You got to have helmets done. Got to have this done. Got to you know this. Got to listen. We're put, we're we're all the ownership is talking about a coaching staff. Like I have my favorites. Other people have their favorites. There's some dark horse candidates who have popped up that are pretty interesting, but like, you know, there's a lot to do and it's, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed already. And I, and I just got home. <laughs> well, I'll give you like 60 more seconds to think about all that and drink some energy drinks. I'll give more love to Andy Gelcher and the team oh, at Bohan because they're oh Pepsi zero. They're getting week zero. Uh, Andy Gelcher, <laughs> everybody over there, the Herndon family. We are so excited to be continuing our partnership with them. We cannot wait to be back out there. Let's give a shout out to Chet Davis and Jim and Joe from football in the know who filled in for us last week at the Corvette reveal at Chevy. Awesome stuff, man. Really cool event that we got to be a part of through your through Godzilla Media. So if you're still looking to trade in your vehicle, my mother-in-law talked to me about, she's like, where do I uh, trade in my vehicle? I'm looking for a 2022. I'm like, go to Mohawk Honda. Go to Mohawk Honda. Say what's up to everybody over there. Lindsay Harrington, Cam McKenna, Brian McKenna, MJ. Love everybody over at Mohawk Honda. John and Service, who I've said now multiple times that I have to go see because I need an oil change and it keeps mm. popping up with a light that I need maintenance. I probably will wait till the 15th to get that fixed. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you, and they are buying your vehicles. They want to buy your car today. Yeah, I just picked up the truck today. From the, oh, you uh, did? That's right. Center. Yeah. Hey. Oh my god, they they did such a great job with my truck. Um, they actually cleaned like I didn't I didn't take everything out of the inside because I was leaving. So they put everything I had on the inside, like all my Empire like promotional stuff. They put it in bags and they cleaned out the entire. They detailed the entire truck after they did it. So I got like bag. I got like Mohawk bags. In the back of just all the crap that I, I was like, ah, they're not going on the inside. Uh, <laughs> they're like, uh, a, few yeah, other, a few other questions. Can we see Mike Corda do the tricycle race at the Empire Games? No, no, you cannot. Uh, also, no, creamy, who you that. just wrote in, no, creamy, you cannot say that word that you want to say. I'm not even giving you the time yeah. of the graphic. We are not allowing yeah. you, although we're not, I don't even, why would you we're think move that? on? Why no. would you, what kind yeah. of Edwin Diaz, Levac? How about Edwin? I know yes. I know we're gonna go Yankees here, but I cannot get enough. This is the, the most popular player in baseball. The trumpets that video was unbelievable last night for the Mets. I um so I was we were in our um our layover in Philadelphia. Uh yeah, I don't know where I was, but Mike and I so I showed worst Mike, airport in the country. Sorry, I had actually, to touch off yeah, worst airport decent, in the country. Actually, wait, no, that was I was in Atlanta for this, I was in the Atlanta airport for this part. I'm sorry, yeah. So this is like we're starting our day, we get to Atlanta. And I'm showing Mike the video, and a dude at a table behind me goes, "Are you watching the Edwin Diaz thing?" I go, "Yeah, he's got a he's got a Cubs. I'm sorry, he's got a Braves shirt on. He says he's a Cubs fan." And then he goes, "But I love that." And I go, "Yeah, dude, it's a great story with everything he went through." And he goes, "What did he go through?" I go, "No, he just was he was crap. He was hot garbage." And then he started. Now he's getting he's he's redeeming himself. So it's very cool. Yes. If you were a little kid, man, like if can you imagine if like you're seven, eight, nine years old and you're at that game and you watch the entire entire crowd get on their feet and the trumpets and the flame throwing closer comes down with his own music and he looks like the most badass guy in baseball. This is borderline Charlie Sheen wild thing, major league <laughs> with the whole better. crowds into it. The thing with the Rivera and the Yankee fans not going to like this take, and you can let us know on social media at the Jeff Levac on Twitter at Tom Goss, T O M G O Z Z, or write your comments on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever it might be. 
I know the Rivera thing had enter Sandman, but there was something about every time the Yankees took the field, that era, like the mid-90s, late-90s, early 2000s Yankees, where they were just so much better than everybody else. And it was almost like the end of a concert, like you're about to hear your favorite song. Like, okay, they're about to close out the show. It's a completely different feeling for Diaz where it's like, you know, it's still the Mets and they could blow this. Do we even know, like, if this is cool yet? I saw some Mets fans have this great take of, you know, if this was 20 years ago and you had the Baja men on the field, it would have been like the Jeter doc where it would have been really lame. But now 20 years later, it's the coolest thing in baseball. Diaz has changed how we view the Mets. That's a hell of a compliment for a closer. I thought it was, I think it's awesome. And I just thought it was crazy. That song's like relatively new. Like that's what, that's the weirdest thing. Like, like there's trumpet solos in modern songs. Like who saw that coming? That's, that's a whole, that was like a shock of me. I know. I thought it was a great show. Like, like that's like part of, part of games. Now you're not just, you're not just programming towards your, your baseball fan or your football fan or whatever. You've got to do cool stuff now because you're competing against the movie theaters and the fire stick and this and that and the other thing, whatever. So to have that kind of extra moment, it's very cool. Like, like to this day, you know, you play understand, man, Yankee fans will be like, Oh, Mariano, my guy, you know, uh, they tried to do it with, um, I can't think of the big dude. The the big closer who didn't who didn't work out. Not Jabba, Dylan Batantis. No. Yes, Batantis. Jeez, I'm telling you, man, sleep is important. Um, but like they had this whole thing they were doing in the in the stadium when he would come out where they would it was it was like flames. It was him on the screen, and it was, are you not entertained? And then, boom, he would come out, and he just didn't pan out. Like if you have that big entrance, that big moment, that big pop, people love it. So. I love that they did it. I wish the, you know, I wish it had gone a little better, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's all right. I also like how my guy from the Orioles, I call him Big 74, six foot five closer who claims he's 195 pounds. He's about 260, which is the funniest joke in baseball where he keeps claiming he's 195. He comes out to the whistle from Omar from The Wire, which is so good. <laughs> Not as good as that. That is good. Though. No, well, especially like it's just got such a pomp to it already, like a pomp of circumstance to it. And then, like, to see – I thought that was, like, an old-ass song. Like, I'm, I'm so unhip that I didn't know it's uh, Tommy Tuba, Timmy Tuba. Tommy Teddy Trumpets, Tuba? baby. Trumpa? Yeah. Tommy Trumpet. I didn't know that was new. I thought that was old. I was like, what the hell is – how is – wait, there's still Trumpet – like, is there going to be a Dean Martin whistle solo coming up in a song soon, too? Like, what's next? What are we doing here? I'm excited about it. Good for the Mets. They're relevant. They're good. They're exciting. People care about them. Steve Cohen from the top on down. It's a whole different mentality if you're a Mets fan compared to what it was for most fans growing up. Now, will that same mentality stay into the postseason? That remains to be seen. By the way, it is September. I have to mention that again because it feels nice out here in the Capital Region on September 1st. Right now. I kept this as so long as I could. Look. In freaking Florida and in freaking Georgia. It's I didn't want to do there. this topic. Beautiful all summer Georgia. long because I know it's going to set you off and I know it's going to annoy you. But I have Brian Katie in front of me. He actually was the first to tweet this out. And Yankee Ugh. fans are going to be annoyed by I'm this. I'm already annoyed. Uh, Aaron Judge has got over 50 home runs. The Yankees are in first place. This should be a no-doubt MVP season for Aaron Judge. But you've got the analytics, the nerds that say, no, no, no. It can't be Judge's MVP season. Haven't you seen what Shohei Otani has done for the Angels? 
We've got about a month left to go in the season. Is Otani really going to steal this MVP from Judge? Should he? Like, maybe you feel differently about it now, but I'm I'm frustrated by the Otani stuff at this point by the dorks in baseball. He shouldn't, but he will. I mean, the 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 problem is the Angels suck. They're just not that good. He's he's exciting, whatever. He's 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 reinventing baseball by doing shit that people used to do in baseball. Um, the best part is going to be all the nerds who will argue against the you know the fact that the most valuable player should be valuable to a team that's going to actually do something. And also, they're going to go, yeah, but what are the Yankees? Gonna, they're barely going to make the playoffs now. Blah blah blah. Like you're, they're going to use their argument back now about how unimportant it is. I freaking hate it. It's a joke. Judge is having the year. It should be Judge. It won't be because there is a bias against the Yankees. It is a pain right in the ass, and I cannot stand it. And I'm done with it. Done with it. The bias goes back. You and I have done the bias postseason award stuff before. Whether it was a Gary Sanchez rookie of the year, whether it's Miguel Andujar, Aaron Boone, MVP, Jeter's or no, yeah, that MVP. The Aaron Boone one's the worst. The Rocco Baldelli manager there that was horrible when they robbed him that season. The frustrating part with the Otani thing, and I'm glad we waited until September to talk about it, is because so when does it start? May. Well, he's a pitcher and a hitter, so he better win the MVP. Okay, so what if Otani hit 260? Like, what if Otani just hit like 20 home runs? His win-loss records, like, I don't know, 13-9. and nine, or Even at midway through, it's like 0-2. So are we just going to every single season give Otani the MVP because he does both? He's awesome. Like, I'm not even saying he's a bad player. He is awesome. And from a perspective of the Angels actually won, hell, we could argue. I know we just did the DS thing, but we could argue Otani's the most exciting flat-out player in baseball. He's got stats with shutouts and home runs. Cool. But, like, they would just do it every year then. Just ignore everybody else in the league if we're going to give it to Otani every single season. Because what Judge is doing, hell, if Stanton was healthy, yeah. we would be talking about him for most people going for the real, air quotes, real home run record this season. The only way Otani wouldn't win it this year is if somehow he that last minute traded to the Yankees. Like, that's the only way. If he was on the Yankees, they would say, well, he doesn't deserve it because he's on the Yankees. And they, they, uh, they spend too much money. Well, they don't spend as much as the Dodgers or this team or this team. Yeah, but they—they they, it's not fair because they've got this. They don't – everybody has that. It's just – it's a joke. I'm over it. I'm gonna, it doesn't – what they've done is they've they've devalued the MVP because they're not going to give it to Judge who deserves it. I guarantee you the majority of people who like baseball would rather watch Judge at bat than Otani pitch. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And I'll be – I'll go farther. I would rather watch Judge play the outfield than Otani – pitch or even hit because judges maybe still the most underrated outfielder in the game which is so sad oh he's big so he can't play outfield he has a cannon for an arm and he covers ground like nobody's business he is he is the mvp and if he doesn't get it i will not hold that that it's over it's not the most valuable player anymore it's the most bullshit award is what it becomes at that point one other thing that's bothered me about this yankee struggle this season and as an Oriole fan, it's been awesome to watch Gunnar Henderson hit that home run, get called up first. Like, there's been really exciting stuff for me in baseball this season. But what's bothered me about the Yankees, maybe more than any other year you and I have talked about this team, is that they're playing terrible post-All-Star break. And yeah. some people would argue that they peaked too soon. Okay, the season's not over, though. Like, the postseason is coming. The rest of September is coming. So if we're going to argue the Yankees peaked too soon. So we're just, again, for the second time for baseball fans, I don't know why they love to do this. Ignore what's happening around them. 
They get so blinded by like, look at the stats, look at the stats. <laughs> Warping, if we could use his music, would come out right now. We do a bonus episode of Warping, but they just want to ignore everything else that's going on. The Dodgers are awesome. The Braves are good. The Mets are good. Astros are good. The Yankees, yeah, they're not playing as well, but they're still really good. So if it's really bad right now, I wouldn't be stunned if in two weeks the Yankees start playing better and they get some really good matchups in October and maybe finally get over the hump and do it because they've been good for 75% of this season, if not more. They're the first team in history, though, to be, what, over 700 in the first 60 games and under 500 in the next 60 games. There's something going on. I don't know if it's the chemistry. I don't know exactly what it is. But and obviously the Stanton not being healthy is a big part of it. But it's just you should still be winning more games than they're winning. There's something wrong with them, and I, it doesn't seem that anyone's figured out how to snap them out of it yet. Our guy Instacam wrote in, if Judge doesn't get the MVP, it's rigged. I agree. I agree. And uh, Tom Tom McGrath there, Timmy Trumpets. He's, he wanted to make sure we knew it was Timmy Trumpets. Also, uh, shout-out to who's now working as a producer, uh, beer drinker, podcast host Brian Kitty passed along the info that 61 is still the American League record because you had Bonds, you had Sosa, you had McGuire, Cardinals, Cubs, yeah. and Giants. So that is still a pretty remarkable feat when you phrase that's, it. Like that's that. like that. That that's kind of that takes me back to what almost got me killed once when Lincoln Kennedy showed me his AFC championship ring and I went, Oh, they make those? And I wasn't being a dick. I really didn't know they made those. So it's kind of like like, oh, I have the American League home run record. What Oh, great. Oh, what, is, what does that mean? Like, I mean, most of any American League baseball player. Oh, that's really, really cool. Uh, wait. Oh, 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 there's a National League, too. Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry about that. Like, you know, come on. It's cool. I mean, I get Speaking it. About, it's, it's factual, but it just makes it, it's not as cool. Speaking about Lincoln Kennedy, Derek Brown, text me back. What do you do? DB was in Vegas. We've had like three conversations. He is supposed to be the next guest on getting there with guys. I had this whole thing for Notre Dame and Ohio. DB, text me back. Somebody knows Derek Brown. Tell him Gaz has wanted you to text him back. My goodness, DB. DB said, get away with Gaz. Get away from me, Gaz. That's what he said. He is very sporadic with the returns. He always has been. All right, I want to talk some college football, but before we do that, let's talk about our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. The fall is here, LeVac. We are officially into it. Some would argue that I'm maybe jumping the gun and that really the fall starts at Labor Day. Maybe that is officially the case, but the weather is starting to change here in the Capital Region, and that means changes are coming to your home. The best place to help you through those changes is Johnstone Supply in Troy that's been helping people for decades across the Capital Region. Make sure your home is heated properly for that colder weather on the way. A family-owned and operated business, Johnstone Supply in Troy, helping New York State residents. Visit their store on 6th Avenue. We've been there before in Troy. For more information on how they can help you this fall, whatever it might be, those right changes for your home. Make sure he did properly for that new weather on the way. Shout out to George and the crew, man. Friendly staff. We love our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. They're getting represented in the Godzilla Media Fantasy League again this year. Sixth Avenue in Troy. This fall, stop in so you appreciate all the love they give you right here on who's, Godzilla Media. There's who's repping Johnstone? Our guy, Tom. How's he, how's he doing even that? Though he, right, even though he's now exiting Johnstone Supply, he was already a part of the league, so he is... He's so still going to hold the Johnstone team, huh? That's How's right. this draft going? So I'm going to draft from here. Are you guys? Are yes. you going to be on this when when you're drafting, or is it? We are just going to be here live at the Iron Side. By the way, five one eight two seven two five nine two two Johnstone Supply yes. and Troy. Right here, Johnstone on below Supply. information there. Uh, podcast yes. side too. Make sure to click info. 
So, yeah, I think we're going to have a bunch of people here. Uh, Bryce, the defending champion, just walked in. Our friends from Hooters, Dan will be in. Did you get a high uh, chair for, for Bryce yet? No. This is why I'm mad you don't have, you're not here in person. He would have enjoyed that joke. <laughs> but, yes, most of the guys, the media guys, will be back here hanging out. If you're watching, if you're listening on a replay, make sure to visit the Iron's Edge. But I think we're about to have more than three quarters of the league here just drafting, talking smack, and ordering food and hanging out. I'm really hoping I don't fall asleep during the draft. That's why I was kind of hoping you were going to broadcast it because I would just jump on periodically. I am frigging – I'm on fumes, brother. Like, this, this is the most tired I've been in a very long time. And I'm fat and old. So, that's telling you something. You know what <laughs> I, I did so, today? You know, you'll okay. love this. So I do – like, there's a chance, like, again, I'm going to drive down there once in a while to save, save money. Now that I'm an owner, I'm worried about money. I bought curtains for the back seat of my truck so that I can pull over to truck stops and sleep in my truck. <laughs> It's 16 plus hours to, to, to Columbus, my friend. It's a long ways to go. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is just take my time with it. You know, have, have some coffee, go for a drive, like listen to podcasts. Nothing on this crappy network, but podcasts. Then I'll be on my way. Just binge on your favorite Gazelle Media podcast. Trav and Rigney's got a new episode. You love listening to Trav and Rigney. Tr- Rigney's birthday. Happy birthday to Rigney. Who? Uh, Chad was oh. talking about his fantasy team. Levesque, your pick is very close to where Chad is. I believe you have the third pick, right? You have the yes. third pick. It goes me, yes. Hooters, who you, you, who you Johnstone. Taking? So who are you, you taking? Uh, here's the thing with Jonathan Taylor at the top, right? Like last year, I torched Jonathan Taylor. I've had some bad takes on Levesque and Goss, but Jonathan we Taylor is going to suck. But Jonathan Taylor's going to suck take in 2021 is not one of my best. It could be argued as the worst because he didn't get a lot of carries. They never gave him the ball in 2021. So I'm like, okay, they didn't give him the ball in 2021. Frank Wright's not going to give him the ball in 2022. He did, and he became the top fantasy player. So, look, I think Justin Jefferson is going to have a huge year, bigger than Cooper Cups, because he's got McVay's offensive coordinator running the show in Minnesota now. I know you liked the Vikings as well, and it's our NFL preview show, which is still available on demand right now. So I'm between Taylor, Jefferson, and Cup. I'm not even thinking about McCaffrey because he gets hurt. I like Christian McCaffrey. He gets hurt. Derrick Henry. It hurts me, but he's old. Those guys are great players, but I'm between Taylor, Cup, and Jefferson at the top, and it's hard to pass on a running back that high. So as of right now, the betting heavy favorite would be Jonathan Taylor. But, Levac, I think we should remind people what happened the last time I had the number one pick and we were in a league together. Uh, David Johnson's never been the same. He's never been David good again. Johnson's career ended, basically. You killed his career. I actually had the third overall pick in a draft already this year. Oh, okay. I did. And I'll tell you right now, I have the most boomer bust team in the history of fantasy football. Because with the third pick, I took Christian McCaffrey. Oh, you did take I, McCaffrey at three. I okay. Did. I have Michael Thomas on my team. I have Travis Etienne on my team. I have the most boomer bust team in the history. Chris Godwin. I have everybody who could possibly be hurt. And if they're not, I think they're going to be really good on this team. Do you have a tight end? Because I, Chad was just leaning over wondering where your tight end was. Because he had Kelsey and a lot of his in that. Butt? No, he did not look at your butt. That's where my tight end is. I have Mark <laughs> Andrews as my tight end. Mark Andrews. So there you go. A top two yeah. tight end. Same strategy. And then, the and then I backed okay. him up with Foster Moreau. Because I think Moreau is going to have. It was like my last pick. What a great name, by the way. Yeah, yeah look, that, that three pick, here's what I would say. If you're drafted in your fantasy teams this year, truly my favorite spot, if I got to pick, is seven this year. 
And this is a non-keeper league, by the way. So like non-keepers. I, I don't believe that's true. Didn't you cheat and give yourself number one? I, I did not cheat and give myself number one. That was a live drawing. Don't listen to these fools in here. No, no, no. That was a live drawing. Here's why I like seven. Yeah, because, it was a live drawing, all right, from two on. You have McCaffrey, Taylor, Jefferson, Cup. And then at seven, you're either going to get Jamar Chase or Dalvin Cook. And then on the wraparound, you're going to get somebody really good. So, like, those players like that – and Devontae Adams had even mentioned. Jamar so Chase like, regresses this year. Man, I know. With, with Higgins out there and Mixon and Burrow putting up – a lot of people are either running from Jamar Chase or saying he's going to be the best wide receiver this season. I think he'll be fine. I still think – don't expect him to be as good as he was last year. That's all. The I'm greatest saying. rookie season of all time. Yeah, yeah last year, right. It, there's a – it's almost impossible to do that back-to-back years. It almost never happens. Like I think Jerry Rice is the last dude to do that kind of stuff back to back years. So, no, I I I hate I hate all of it because I haven't. You know me. I usually put some work into studying. I I've listened to some podcasts, but if I didn't have the Wi Fi on the plane, you know, I couldn't listen to the podcast. Um, I don't listen to the crap on this network, so that, you know, that that that'll help me. I think. I think a lot of you guys listen to this crap, so it helps me that I listen to like you know. Fox and ESPN and, and Sirius XM. Um, but do you yeah, know about just... call? Do you know about call out week in this league? Do you know? Have you heard about this? Have you heard the notes about call out week in week two? Yeah. So, but as I came in last or something or late, so I'm I'm going to get called out. Who's going to call me out? Okay. Who wants, so we have who a... wants to lose the Lion King? So you can use this if you have a 14 team league. A lot of people either play in 10 or 12. Most of my leagues are 14 and the NFL has still not adjusted the bye week. So there are still some teams who will have a bye week in week 14. That sucks. Like you could be one of the best teams in the league playing the quarterfinal match and have guys on bye. So everybody's moved their playoffs to week 15, 16, 17 now. So what we're doing in this league is that everybody's playing each other once, except in week two rosters are still there, least likely injuries. So from the previous season, Bryce is the champion. Bryce gets to look at every single roster. Everybody's got, post-draft, and within 24 hours, gets to pick who he wants to play week two. So he's so going to crawl up on a stool and look at everybody's rosters and then and then have his girlfriend explain what they mean and then call someone out. Okay, I got you. All right. And then Dan from Hooters gets the second pick. So he gets to look at everybody's roster and pick who he wants to play week two, and it goes on and on like that. So, so Dan that is going to chug a bottle of Rumplemans. Walk around in his tidy whities for like 15, 20 minutes, scratching himself, and then decide who he wants to call out. I've known Dan a long time. I have so many questions about that Walter White description you just gave me. It's just if he was cooking meth with Jesse Pinkman. I had no idea. That's that's like that's that's Dan's dream date. Like that's if you if you could do that. Yeah, Dan Dan has uh, Dan's a different kind of dude when he's when he's not at the under the orange roof. I can, that's all I'll tell you. Oh my god. Uh <laughs> he threw up a whole hot dog once. In the bun? No, no bun. Okay. No bun. Don't ask me why he swallowed a whole hot dog. Deep throat. Um uh, we've talked to everybody from Fantasy Land the last five years, and this really hasn't changed from 2022 to 2016, 15. Like it's almost everyone understands in these leagues, one quarterback league that you wait on a quarterback. At one point, I thought it was going to change, like because Mahomes and Allen and Jackson were putting up such huge numbers. Allen so Jackson, Allen country Jackson, singer, legendary country singer. I bring that up because your guy Derek Carr. We mentioned this in the NFL preview show too. 
there's a chance that Carr could be a top five quarterback this year. And I don't know if that's your target. Uh, depending on how the draft goes, I'm between one quarterback and potentially Carr later on. So that's how I look at this. If you like a quarterback and you think the quarterback's going to have a season. Is that what you're right, saying? Like, just go after the quarterback would be my thought. Don't wait. If you like someone, go get them. That's my best advice in fantasy. So if you wait on your quarterback and Gaz is coming up and you wanted Stafford or Carr, grab them because that's who he wants, Stafford or Carr. Don't do it. You hear me? Don't (laughs) don't, don't touch my – I have have Carr in in that league that I'm in. It's it's a uh, National Arena League um, media league. Whoa. Thanks for the invite. I thought I was calling the games. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. You, I don't know. Why I'm. They only put Santillo's me. Santillo's in, in there, huh? No, is, is no. Drawbridge in there? No, they just put me in because I'm an owner and they feel bad now. Um, <laughs> I have I have Carr and Kirk Cousins. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins for a second because Kirk Cousins statistically this season, back to the Justin Jefferson conversation, he can have a huge year. Yep, three top ten finishes in his career in fantasy football. Kirk Cousins is in. And I know at times in the playoffs, he hasn't stepped up. And you like that from the Washington racial slurs from earlier in his career. <laughs> he's he's really poised to have a really good season. He is. He could be this guy. Like, we look back at in November and December, we're like, uh, are, is Kirk Cousins in the MVP conversation? It's got to be Jefferson, right? Like, we're not going to talk about Kirk Cousins as an MVP. But maybe. Yeah. No, well, it, the only thing is, it's it's going to be like the like the Super Bowl MVP, right? If the tight end or the wide receiver or whoever it is that's caught all the balls, they get it. If the quarterback spreads it around, he gets it. It's it'll be Justin Jefferson and or Dalvin Cook in that conversation. It will not be Kirk Cousins because that nerd lines up under guard. But he's gonna have big numbers because someone has to throw those guys the, those those footballs. So let's go. The Bills have Josh Allen, the number one quarterback. The yeah. Bills have Stephon Diggs, where you can rank him anywhere between four and eight when it comes to wide receivers. Dawson Knox, if you want to wait on a tight end, he's in that conversation. O.G. Howard, by the way, cut by the Bills. We mentioned this before. You and I turned on our mics of what he was supposed to be for Tampa, what he was supposed to be for Buffalo. So, look, I bring up he's the Bills Texan because there's now. some – Yeah, Texan now. That's right. Uh, and then James Cook, if you're like in a dynasty keeper league, your rookies, you might want to take a flyer on him later on. The Bills have some viable fantasy options. We are going into fantasy drafts, and this is a serious comment, where you might want to avoid all giant offensive players and all jet offensive players. Like, is there one jet or giant? You're like, oh, I got to have them this year. Maybe Garrett Wilson, the rookie for the yeah, Jets. Yeah, I like Garrett Wilson, as, as especially in keeper leagues. Um, actually have him, you know... Some of the Jets kind of entice me a little bit. I feel like the Jets could do some things this year. But as far as the Giants go, uh, I, you know, actually, you want to know, you know who I like for the Jets? Go get Mims. Because I don't know what team he's going to be on, but there's a good chance he's going to get moved somewhere. And he could he could actually have an impact somewhere else. Like he could end up in Green Bay. And then Denzel Mims becomes the number one target for Aaron Rodgers. Saquon Barkley and the Giants, too. I want to bring this up because you and I saw the potential in person. You and I were there at MetLife Stadium for Saquon Barkley's first game of his career. We watched the play he busted for his first career touchdown where Eric Flowers gets blown up in the back. Is that the game where it was like raining and cold and you were there in like gym shorts and a t-shirt? 
freezing yep. your ass off. <laughs> That's exactly the case. Yeah. That's exactly it. So we watched Saquon, who really should not have scored on the play. Offensive line got crushed. He bounced off and bounced at 70 yards for a touchdown. I watched that play, and especially a season at Penn State, you're just like, dude, this guy's the future. This guy's next. He's the one. He was talked about as the first or second pick in fantasy drafts before. The problem with Saquon is he keeps getting hurt. And now we head into the season, if you're a New York football fan, you're like, I mean, they're going to give him the ball. He's going to get hit a bunch. The offensive line is well, young. He's a con- it's a contract better. year. Yeah, like I, I would take Saquon. It all depends where. You know what I mean? Like, is, yeah. is he a third rounder? Is is he a late second? Probably late second round. I would do it. I wouldn't be my wouldn't be my second pick, but my third round pick. I would I would probably grab Saquon if he was sitting there, depending upon who I took with my first two. I put I put Saquon and like Travis Etienne and guys like that in the same boat. I believe when all things are right they're going to blow this league up. But do I believe all things are going to be right? What's happening with guys like Saquon and Zeke Elliott and Etienne a little bit because he's younger, but what's happened with these guys in fantasy drafts is that you're not going to get excited about it anymore. There was a point two or three years ago, you're like, yo, I got Saquon. You're like, right. you show your buddy the phone. Like, I got Saquon in the first. I got Zeke. Now what's happened with these guys? You're like, yeah, I got, yeah, I got Saquon. Yeah, I guess, Zeke, you know, they're kind of like not bragging about it, but you're just hoping for these two now. I don't think the the Dallas Cowboys or even Zeke himself care about his stats. I think the goal is to to win football games, get into the postseason with the freshest, healthiest Zeke Elliott you can get, and then hopefully that means that he's a beast for you in the postseason. Like I think they're they're perfectly happy spreading time. If he had 17 carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown every game, they'd be thrilled. If that meant they won 12 games, 14 games, you know, somewhere in that range. So, like, I don't – like, I think you with the Giants, they need to know what he is because are we going to give him a monster contract? You know, with Travis Etienne, he's got a chip on his shoulder and now he's got a head coach who's going to use him. With with Zeke, Zeke knows what he is. He's got his money. He don't give a crap, man. Just let him go. As long as I'm playing in the postseason, I don't have a ring yet, then that's what he cares about. And by the way – uh Joe Shane, that spelling always gets me. Uh, the Chad just passes it along. The mess that was Dave Gettleman's roster, even mm-hmm. after the cuts, the Giants still have to clear four and a half million dollars. Could you imagine? Like Shane looked at that whole giant roster, what Gettleman did, the numbers, the pain. He's like, "Oh my god, what a, <laughs> the mess you left for me!" The fact that they have a fifty-three man roster and they're still four and a half over the cap. He's probably done a thousand scenarios. He's like, you tell me at this point. I, I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know how we're going to make it happen. That's the mess that Gettleman left him with that roster. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, the Raiders got rid of Alex Leatherwood. So no one, oh, no one from God. the what is it, the last four years or whatever, has ever had a second contract or anything extended to them by the Raiders. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, I didn't think I was going to sneak this in, but you just gave me a really good segue into it. Have you seen the news involving Donovan Mitchell and the Knicks? I know R.J. Barrett's yes. the first one since no. 1994 for the Knicks to get a contract for his second year. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I didn't I didn't see the story about him and the Knicks because the story isn't about him and the Knicks anymore. The story is about him and the frigging Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, tell, tell me you're the Knicks without telling me you're the Knicks. Hey, we're the only team negotiating for this superstar player for months. And then don't get him. Don't even get to make an offer. Don't even make a real offer. Ridiculous. Every, every Tuesday and Wednesday in July and August, I was waiting for Stephen A. Smith to be like, 
you know it's a dead time in sports. Stephen A is gonna have right. a meltdown about Donovan Mitchell. Right. He had a few, he took vacation, yeah. allegedly had a shoulder issue that got him off. Maybe he needs a break and start saying <laughs> no to things. But gets him off. I was there, I wanted it. I was there for the Stephen A. Donovan Mitchell meltdowns. You're right. Only team even rumored to be going after Donovan Mitchell is the New York Knicks. And he's the only still team not that was rumored to want to go to was the Knicks. And 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 you blew it. It was it's just crap. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's football season. Thank God. Thank God. Now, now Cleveland can consider themselves a contender. They've got him and Garland. They can add some other young pieces too. I know they dealt away a few guys that didn't. Doesn't even matter. Like now it's Donovan Mitchell's team in Cleveland yeah. and Utah. Utah's gone full Oklahoma City. I loved Field Yates hopped in here and said this. Our guy Field Yates said. The 2027 NBA draft order, and it was just 10 picks of Jazz Thunder, Jazz Thunder, and then he snuck Ugh. in the Kings because they always stink. Sorry, Kevin Herter, but he just snuck yeah. them in there. So, yeah, Knicks fans, sorry, we had to mention Donovan Mitchell. No, and it's, you know, it's we're used to this at this point. This is what happens when you're a Knicks fan. You, you, um, you have the need to continue to hope. Like, it's just, you know, we, I, I, I don't know. Well, like Charlie Brown, like Lucy keeps pulling the freaking football out from in front of us, but we keep hoping we're going to get our toes on that thing and put it over the uprights. Nah, never going to happen. We're never going to happen. Well, you know, look, I'm happy about RJ Barrett. I think he's, I think he's a better player than people give him credit for. I think his ceiling is, is higher than people think it is. But if there was a way to have him and Donovan Mitchell, and you can't tell me there wasn't some way to get that done, that would have been freaking awesome. But here we go. Let's get back to, just a bunch of guys that weren't good enough to win it last year. It'll be great. One thing about RJ Barrett, too, by the way, and this is a huge statement we don't say enough. He's better than Zion. Yeah. Like saying he's well, better than Zion should be a big enough compliment. He's, is he, if Zion had played, would he be, though? Because now that you've got the contract, Zion's not going anywhere. So it's like you, you, he got an incomplete so far. He, he doesn't have a grade yet because they gave him a contract. If they didn't give him a contract, he went to free agency. Yep, here's your grade. You started off as shit. You better get those up. But because they gave him another contract, like he he basically gets a an INC, and now we see if he can play. We've got college football kickoff. By the way, Levac and I will be live for our college game day show, 10:30 to noon this Saturday. We'll be doing the show and giving more picks, giving more takes on the college action on the way. We love doing those fall shows. We will be virtual this week, but we're gonna talk a little bit about. What yeah, I could, I could be from a truck stop somewhere. You never one. know. I might be from That's a truck right. stop. Well, where are we going to have our college football talk today and tonight? We want to tell you about Lily and David Fine Jewelers, family-owned and operated business, Route 50, the shops of Wilton. That is the place you want to be if you're looking for the jewelry for her. Guys, if you're looking to sign something that fits her style, her fashion, and more, I know Alyssa, David, the entire crew there wants to help you. I know from experience, wedding band. Not engagement ring. Thank you for reminding me, Dan. It is a <laughs> wedding band that I'm wearing, not an engagement ring. My wife wears that. This is how low the overall thought process is that goes into me of trying to figure out jewelry. Luckily, I have Alyssa and David on my side. They will help you find what fits your budget and what she will get compliments on for years to come. Route 50, the shops of Wilton. Stop in, say hello. The selection is great, and they will help you find it. I feel like I'm sweaty now. I'm having those flashbacks to years ago when I was in there trying to buy an engagement ring. They will make sure that they can help you find that. They can't help you with the sweating. Maybe they can. I'm not quite sure. Lillian David Fine Jewelers, Route 50, the shops of Wilton. Leave them a nice message on Facebook as well. We're going to follow all the things that are coming in store. Lillian David Fine Jewelers, 
stop in, tell me heard about Goss's story right here on the back and Goss. Yes, and guys, you're sweating you're because not, you're sitting you're in the, the sun. Fu- That's right. By the way, is it now Matt Woods' duties for the rings? Are you off of ring duty now? Can I pass his number along to Alyssa? Um, <clears throat> yeah, you can pass it along, but I've pretty much done. I pretty much the design is just about finalized, and now I'm just getting sizes and and everything. It's pretty much done. The hard work is done. The design is done. The Levac design is there. So, you know, we're good. So, do we like college football kicking off on a Thursday? Do you like all the games on a Saturday? Do you like week zero now that it's here and college football is hours away from kicking off? Do we still like Thursday as the day that gets started? I mean, it started last week with week zero. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, I, um, I do. I like more football is good football. I mean, it's a Thursday night. There's not a ton going on. Get this thing on here. Let's go. I got a, I had a $5 free bet. Gonna go ahead and rock the uh, the over and lay the points with Pitt. You know, just going after it. Free five dollars. Try to turn to like 15, 16 bucks. I'm ready. You ready to get burned with a hot take? Pitt and West Virginia is one of the best rivalries in college football. The backyard brawl. This has been ten plus years these teams have played. Uh, our friend Reagan, who used to be a part of the Albany Empire, she's gone her ways and had a nice career for herself. She's got the. I can say this now. The eat shit hit shirt, which is just great. I mean, that's a great hashtag for West Virginia fans who are loving the Mountaineers. Take it on pit. It wasn't too long ago where West Virginia, and it was that I believe it was the Pat White Sleep Steve Slayton team. It's a tongue twister, Steve Slayton team. That was just one win away from playing for a national championship. Pat McAfee might have been on that team too. And Pitt knocked them off the final week of the season, so they can't get in. Pitts, Kenny Pickett's no longer there. Pitt's produced players, Larry Fitzgerald, Aaron Donald, Darrell Rivas. That's a hell of a program. And the ACC champions last season. I think that's going to be a great game tonight between Pitt and West Virginia. Are you watching Purdue Penn State? Can you get invested in some Big Ten action? Wolverines will take on some of these teams later on. I only, I, I honestly, only one I actually had time to pay attention to was, was, the, was Pitt versus West Virginia because, there, again, there was no internet on my plane. Um, so Penn State, I think I think Purdue's Purdue's on the up and Penn State's not. That's what I think. Three and a half is dangerous too. I don't like yeah. these three and a half conference games. Dangerous. How about a little, how about a little four team like teaser, bit. huh? A little four team teaser. Get that rolling. That'll help you out. Do a little. Uh, do a little. Wait, wait, wait! You got a four team teaser? I might do it now. Now that you said that. I'll do a little. I'll do a little pit. Tease him down. Tease the over down in that game, and then uh, I'll do the. I'll do the damn same damn thing over there. I'll tease. I'll tease Purdue in the over there too. I'll go. I'm not scared. None of this scares me. Oh, okay. All right. I'm also poor because of nothing that scares me. How about but... Fresno? Over under 1:30 a.m. You watching Fresno State football tonight with Jake Hayner, who could be the number one pick. In the NFL draft, not named CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. The only way I'll be watching that is if I fall asleep during this draft and wake back up. I am exhausted, guys. I'm exhausted. And I have to go to work tomorrow. I'm actually my vacation ended on, on Monday night. And I I literally so I went, I visited my my family. I went and saw my nephew and his beautiful wife. We had a blast. We partied from Tuesday until the Sunday. And then Monday night, Ron Tradico came and picked me up at the Hard Rock 
uh, casino. We gambled our faces off. So I was, but I was working. And then he, I stayed at his house for a night, which is a beautiful, the uh, oceanfront property in, in freaking Orlando. Um, and then we drove, we picked up our buddy Nate and we drove all the way to Columbus. So I, I'm, 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 Midnight oil's been burned. I'm burning 3 a.m. oil now. I'm I'm going. All right, so I'll do this then. I'll let you go to sleep here soon. Can we close with a Q&A to end the day? How about that? Q&A to end the day. We'll keep you up during the fantasy draft. I'll I'll personally make sure somebody's texting you during the draft to make sure you're awake and just have to show signs of life and respond to them. I really think we should do a live cam of the draft. I'll just be sitting there. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Cam is already getting ready for Rams Bills next Thursday. Is this what it really is? Maybe that's the real answer for Thursday night college action to tease the NFL football fan from one week from now when the NFL kicks off. It does feel a bit like an appetizer. It feels a little bit like some hot wings in a place that isn't known for hot wings. It does. Yeah, I think if you're a college football fan, you love college. You're a football fan, you love football. Some people, are, it's rare to find people who might not like one or the other. It might be harder to follow just because college football has so many more teams. But just enjoy the football is what I'd say. Just enjoy uh, the Travis, football. Travis. I like it. Hot take. I told you I was going to get you with some hot takes. Travis said a fantasy football draft is the main event of a football season. Mm. Maybe that sounds what, what, but he's he's an Eagles fan, he's not used to winning, that's why. So, like, it's you know, for him, it's seeing the tree up, seeing the pretty wrapping paper, and knowing that once he opens it, it's going to be a shitty present. That's what he's that that's what it is to be an Eagles fan. <laughs> uh, Sean, I did not get to this comment last week. Sean wanted you to do the right thing on the football preview and pick the Raiders. Did we mention that on the preview show? I don't think we did. He said, do I the, right pick the Raiders. Pick the Raiders I? To go. I thought you did. Yeah. I picked them to go pretty far. I didn't pick them to win at all. I'm not, I'm not like, I would love to be wrong and have them win it all. I'm just not, they're just, I don't think they're quite there yet. I think they have the talent. I think the coaching staff could be the right coaching staff, but all that's going to gel. And if it doesn't gel, you know, in time, they don't win it all. So I think they're a playoff team. I think they can win the AFC West. I just don't think they can win the AFC and win the Super Bowl. I see I have a comment here from an at the – oh, no, here we go. Uh, beam me up, Scotty. Beam me up, Scotty had one here. He goes, yeah. Julio is the coolest player in Major League Baseball, but Edwin Diaz is the second coolest. Julio reminds me so much of Ken Griffey Jr., young five-tool center fielder with deep joy for the game. That's really cool, but I have to admit, he might be a fine player, but when I saw the comment come in – I thought Julio Jones, he means, right? Like, I, I'm now at a point that if someone says Edwin or Diaz, Edwin Diaz is the first athlete who jumps in my mind. Julio, I have to think about who he's talking about for a second. And I think it's going to be fun, too, because he's they're going to extend him already, which is going to – I think all the other owners are going to, like, torches and pit, pitchforks and head to Seattle. It's going to be – it's gonna, like, I'm all in. Let's see how this plays out. Uh, someone wrote at the Jeff Levesque. Here it is. I'm currently in Philadelphia. I'll slap everybody's face on your Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Every one of them. Every single one of them. Don't Mount Rushmore me, boy. Serena Williams, Mia Hamm, Brianna Stewart, and Peppa Pig. How could you, how could you do that to Peppa Pig? Peppa, Peppa Pig's not an athlete, though, is she? 
Have you seen her skills? No. <laughs> no, I haven't. No. Uh, Jeffrey wanted to blast Howard Stern. I feel like this is the podcast to do it for some reason. At least people are going out and doing shows, unlike that Howard Stern broadcasting from his house. What a gigantic... No, I'm not going to say that word out loud. Someone nice just walked in. What a gigantic P. So afraid Stern won't even leave his house. He he Yeah, but he's got the power. You know what I mean? Like, he's got that power. I I would... I wouldn't have done it. I like to go into the studio, but if they had everything set up perfectly for us, the way they have for him, where like they had engineers come in and test it and all those other things. And they're like, Hey, just stay home. We got it covered. These people are going to do it. And they want to do it far be it for me to make sure those people don't have jobs. But listen, you want to call him a P call him a P because he does 123 shows a year. I don't care where he does them from. I pay I pay a ridiculously low amount for Sirius XM. I won't pay, I'll never pay full. I feel bad for the small, like usually it sounds like they might be Middle Eastern Indian dude who gets on the phone with me, who I abuse and berate until I get it down to about three dollars a month. But he does what he's told. But that's I pay my three dollars a month, Mr. Stern. Do do 185, 225 shows. Come on. I don't want to insult the intelligence of the Sirius XM subscriber because some of the music on there is great. If you love it, great. You can do what you want. But like that stuff where you know Stern's not going to be there all the time. And Pat McAfee, right. the big news in sports media is McAfee left Sirius. McAfee's done like four different networks now. He's done The Zone. He's done CBS Sports Network, Barstool, and now this. But Godzilla. there are people like, uh, somebody's mentioned he joined Godzilla. Somebody's like, I can't believe McAfee's not going to be on Sirius. You know the show is for free on YouTube, right? Like, if right. you look, just go to YouTube and don't pay three, five, ten. It was, it's right I didn't here. know it was on Sirius. I didn't even know it was on Sirius. <laughs> See, there's two reasons to have Sirius. Howard Stern when he's actually on and the NFL. Those are the only two reasons to have it. That's it's it. There's music, like I said, music's fine, but you'd probably get a better Spotify. The only problem is Spotify is going to actually charge you the real rate. Where again, you get on the phone with Steve or 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 Jill, and you tell them like, "I listen, you sent me this thing that said five dollars a month. Give me it for freaking five dollars a month." Well, that won't have Stern. Oh well, then I don't. That, that's bullshit. You didn't say that. And then by the time you're like, "I'm so pissed off," you better do it for less. And then it's like three dollars a month. I got it. I'm out the door. That's it. Yep. Uh, I like how again. I'm not, this is not a criticism. If you're leaving comments, I appreciate it. Sometimes it's easier to see it when you're leaving it on the show, but they're coming in right now, so uh, they're not going to pop up on the screen for a visual side, so i got to read this one again. Uh, Mikey has a question. This is Mikey S. is talking about Jimmy Garoppolo versus Trey Lance. If you missed this news, Jimmy Garoppolo has agreed to a one-year contract extension with the 49ers, so he's not getting traded. Mikey S. wrote in, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. There was just no trade partner for Jimmy G here, guys. Better to have a good backup for the Niners than not to they're paying him much less and regardless of a no trade clause jimmy g can wave it when he wants trey lance is mobile risk of getting banged up makes sense keep jimmy g uh mikey that was a long answer appreciate you writing that in do you buy mikey's description of why that's really why jimmy g's back for the niners i mean he is he's your best possible backup there's still a lot of value to him for being traded but now he can pick where he goes he also has a no uh, no tag clause so they can't franchise tag him so yeah, no, I think it, I think it's a really smart move. They they didn't get the offer they wanted, but now you hold on to him. You show he's healthy, and if someone should happen to get hurt, you'll get a you'll get a king's ransom for him. I know you love a good conspiracy. 
this is my favorite conspiracy of 2022. This is all It's all a lie. It's hard for me to believe that there are no trade partners for a quarterback. At one point, Jimmy Garoppolo was the highest paid NFL player in the history of the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo helped the Niners get to a Super Bowl. And you're telling me no NFL team's interested. Like the Seahawks are like, nah, we're good. The Giants are like, ah, we'll pass. Like Jimmy G could argue still a top 25 if you really love him. Top 20, I think it's a little too high. But he can be a starter in the NFL. He's not great. He's good enough. I don't buy this for a second. I think Trey Lance stinks, and they all know he stinks. And they didn't, shouldn't have drafted. They probably should have taken Mac Jones or somebody else. And they're realizing, like, ah, you know, we can win the Super Bowl right now. The Niners were yeah. close last season. They lost to the Rams in the third time they played them in the NFC title game. San Francisco is so – Trey Sermon got cut. Last year he was talking about yeah. one of the fantasy football steals. That is a really good roster. Shanahan's without Mike McDaniel for the first time in his career. I feel like they might give up on Lance fast and be like, if we're six and zero and Lance stinks, we're gonna bench him. This is gonna be Bills fans will like this. Remember when Flutie got benched in the playoff game? That's what we're heading towards here with Garoppolo. That Garoppolo might bench Lance. A, a Kaepernick, Alex Smith scenario could be on the way for San Francisco again. Yeah, but I think you'll. I think he'll be hurt if if they're gonna bench him. He'll be, he'll be hurt. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think you were going to get what you wanted because I think a lot of teams would rather rather suck, quite honestly. And then because this is going to be a good year for the draft for quarterbacks, allegedly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there could be a lot of talent coming out. So I think a lot of people would rather roll the dice on the new talent, even though it means suffering through a tough year, than bringing a guy who may not be their long term answer or make them miss their long term answer. So I, again, it, you bring up a great point. The Niners are ready to win. So they could very well be the team who's looking for a guy like that in week five or six, and they have him. Or they could ship him somewhere and get so many pieces that even if they don't make it this year, they're like, no problem, because we're about to restock and reload and come after you. I like how you said you were running out of gas, and I gave you 20 minutes filled of Q&A to end the day, and then I just saw Jim McElwain coaching Central Michigan. Remember when he was naked hanging out with that shark on the boat? You guys remember that? <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, just laying there. He said it wasn't him. Yeah, sure it wasn't, Coach. <laughs> All right, you and I are back on Saturday. I'm glad you made the show. I know it was craziness with the flight delays and everything else, so the fact that you did this was awesome. 10.30 to noon, live shows coming up next week as well. We are fully in football mode. Uh, any final thoughts or advice before we head to our fantasy draft and consume some beers and watch some football and have some food here at the Iron Edge Works? We will be at deep into the night tonight if you want to come hang with us. Um, yeah, I would love to be there, but there's absolutely no way I won't fall asleep driving to you instead of even home from you. Um, as far as all the other live shows, just if it happens to be live from like a really beautiful Silverado with curtains, don't judge me. At least I made it. Uh, he wants some advice. Don't buy a freaking.